Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, Tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Fearless Business Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jamie Lieberman, and I'm actually here all by myself. Feels really sad, right? But no, this is part of me trying to do more of these solo episodes, and particularly because today I'm talking about a topic that honestly nobody wants to talk about. But I hope you'll continue listening anyway. Today I want to talk about privacy. There's been so much information that's been running all over the internet and everybody is a bit of panic or you're ignoring it. So I thought it might be really good to just do a quick privacy primer so that everybody out there listening would know why privacy is important, what the various laws are that we have to worry about, and what you may need to do in order to figure out which privacy laws apply to you. So let's get started. Can you totally see now why Mary has completely abandoned me and nobody wanted to come on? I couldn't even get Don to come on to this episode because that many people are that irritated by this topic. But that's okay. We're going to make it easy and we're going to make it accessible and we're going to make sure that you at least have a good framework and some good information about privacy and you'll f- I'm hoping by the end of this episode you're going to come around and see that privacy isn't so bad. The first reason why people, well, there's many reasons why people try to avoid the privacy conversation. But the first reason I think is because it can be really expensive and it can be really overwhelming. There's been a lot of information in the news lately talking about the new California privacy law that was that went into effect on January 1st. And the Department of Justice is actually estimating that it is going to affect between 15,000 and 400,000 businesses, which is a really big range 
I think, because nobody really knows how this is going to go. And it can be up to 50% of those businesses are actually going to be small businesses. And I think this was an unknown side effect because I believe, and from what I can read and everything that I've seen about the lawmakers who are looking to enact the CCPA, is they were actually trying to exclude small businesses. But because of the nature of online business, as we all know, many businesses are being wrapped up into the CCPA rules without even realizing it was going to happen. And the initial cost of compliance, I read somewhere, was about $55 billion for companies. That's a lot of money, and that's just one law. So I thought it made sense for us to sort of take a step back and talk about, before we even get into the various laws, let's talk about why privacy is important. So what is data privacy? There's differences between data privacy and data security. And so I wanted to make that I wanted to make that distinction first. So data privacy is essentially how a piece of information is handled by a person with whom you're sharing it. So when you go online, whether you're putting your email address in because you want to get a cool newsletter or you're surfing the web and somebody drops a cookie on your browser or a company like Google Analytics is looking at your IP address to give the owner of the website whose website that you're browsing some information about who you are so that they can make their content a little bit better for you, that's data privacy. Data security is a little bit different because that protects data from compromise like hacking, which a lot of people read about and are very nervous about. And we're all hearing about various data security incidents. But these are two different things. They're related, but I'm mostly going to talk about data privacy. So why is data privacy important? A lot of people think, you know, I don't really care about it. It doesn't affect me. Or even if it does, it's so overwhelming that I'm not even going to think about it. Data privacy is really important for a bunch of reasons. I'm going to list a few of them, um, why I think data privacy affects most of the online businesses that I talk to. Number one, it limits the power of a large company like a Facebook or a Pinterest. Data is an asset. It's a huge asset for many companies, both large and small. Marketers make their whole living on data um, as an asset. And so often it is one of the biggest sources of revenue. Facebook is one of those great examples of it. Think about also how strange it feels when you're seeing an ad that's following you around the internet. You know, you click on a website and then all of a sudden it's all through your Facebook or your Instagram or if you're on Pinterest or even Google. And so it's important to limit the power of large companies or at minimum let you know how that data is being used. It also allows for reputation management. It allows individuals some control over the data that's collected about them, your behaviors, because it's not just inputting of a website, inputting of an email address, but it's also what you're doing on those websites, what websites that you're looking at, how long you're staying on them, what articles you're clicking. And that information, it's important to be able for individuals to control how that information is consumable by the public and by different companies. Trust is a really big factor, and this is the one that I really try to talk to most about to my clients, particularly the ones who create content online. It's really important if your users don't know what data you're collecting, or if they don't know that you're actually selling information or making some money from the information they're providing from you, that that trust factor can be broken and then it'll hurt your living. So it's really important to be transparent in the data that you're collecting and what you're doing with it. This is where data security can come into play because breaches are scary, right? So when there's a data breach and it gets into the wrong hands, scary things can happen. We're not going to, you know, go down the rabbit hole of talking about identity theft or credit card fraud, but this is also a main driver for strong privacy laws. And then the last one is 
is really ethics. It's kind of the right thing to do. It's uh, when I, you know, do business online or when many of my clients do business online, a big driver for them is feeling good about what it is that they're doing and the products that they're putting out there. And so telling users and your customers how you're using their data, it's important for the trust and for your ethics. Why is data privacy so confusing? It seems like I hope I've convinced you that it makes sense for both large and small companies and for users. It's confusing because there is not one unified law that governs privacy. It's this big patchwork of federal, state, and even foreign laws that need to be understood. And so I'm gonna walk you through a few of them. I'm just gonna name them, I'm gonna talk about what they do, and I'm gonna talk about what are some of the most common ones that some of our online business owners or listeners might be interested in. The FTC Act is the first one. So that regulates unfair and deceptive commercial practices. It's the primary federal regulator in the privacy area, and it allows the government to bring enforcement actions against companies. So this can include failing to comply with posted privacy policies and failing to comply, adequately protect personal information. Then there's the Electronic Communications Privacy Act. That's wire oral electronic communications. You have the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. A lot of these, unfortunately, were written in the 80s, um, and so some of them haven't quite caught up. But uh, the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act is an important one. It makes unlawful some computer-related activities, such as unauthorized access of a computer, not being able to defraud, you're not able to obtain anything of value if you've had unauthorized access of a computer, you can't traffic computer passwords. They do, this law is amended frequently, um, and it is a really important one. Another important one, particularly for our YouTubers out there, is COPA, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. And so that requires certain websites and online service providers. I'm sure many of you heard all about the the settlement between YouTube and the U.S. government. Basically, users or any, any website owner or any online service provider has to obtain verifiable parental consent before collecting, using, or disclosing personal information for minders under the age of 13. This one also requires websites to post an online privacy policy. And it's really, websites are really only supposed to collect the personal information that's necessary and that they're supposed to create and maintain reasonable security uh, measures. There's a whole bunch of other, there's the Fair and Accurate Credit Transactions Act, there's certain laws related to non-solicited pornography and marketing, which is can spam. I think a lot of people don't realize that that's what it stands for. And a lot of people know about can spam because of your mailing list. You can't send unsolicited commercial emails. You can't have misleading header information. No deceptive subject lines. This all relates to privacy as well. There's also opt-out mechanisms. And there are civil and criminal penalties. There's also HIPAA, which relates to health insurance. And then we get out of the U.S. and we go to GDPR, which is happened last 2018. Um, and that gives consumers certain rights over their data from the EU, but it does affect U.S.-based businesses. And then finally, we have CCPA. And there's a whole bunch of other states. I believe Nevada has passed something. Washington is trying to pass the state law. So there's so many laws and it's so hard to stay on top of it. But it's important at minimum to have that privacy policy and to understand how you're collecting and using data. And so before we back up, I wanna talk a little bit about 
what personally identifiable information is. Because it's not just any data. It is specific types of data that are delineated by these laws. And so personally identifiable information, which is also called PII, it's any data that can be potentially used to identify a particular person. So your name, your social security number, driver's license, bank account, passport, email. But technology has actually expanded that. So I if I asked a whole bunch of people, I'm sure that they would give me the, that list. But it can also include IP address, your login ideas, social media posts, digital images, geolocation, biometric data, behavioral data. And it really all depends on the law you're looking at to see how they are defining that. So for example, in California, in the CCPA, data is actually designed to be, re, it's a really broad term. And it is information that is basically capable of being associated with or could be reasonably linked with. And this is directly or indirectly a consumer or a household. So that's a really broad definition and can kind of sweep up a lot of things. So now that I've totally overwhelmed you, I hope you'll continue listening because we're going to give you some good solutions for these problems. One, we always recommend talking to an attorney who's well-versed in privacy law. The law is always changing. There's always new state laws, new federal laws, and there's also always new international laws that may affect you. And quite frankly, if you own an online business and you are going to be collecting data, that's just one of those things that you're just going to have to get used to. But I think the most important thing to do, and once a year, sit down, and I think you just need to do a data map and an audit. How do you do that? For your standard service provider, your standard content creator, I would look in the back end of your website. And if you're a WordPress website, look at your plugins. Look at how you each you use each one. See which plugins you're not using, but maybe sitting installed on your website collecting data, even if you're not interested in looking at that data. Go to each individual websites of those providers type in privacy and check out to see if they've written any articles or FAQs. A lot of companies do that. Um, Rakuten is a one that does this pretty frequently. They're an affiliate business to consumer and business to business company. And they have both a website privacy policy. They have one for their business to business division. And they've actually provided some really good information on their website that is plain language to both sets of users about what they do with the data and what it means and where it goes and what their users need to be telling their users. And so if you sit down and you just make a chart of all of your, your service providers, your plugins, the people, the companies you use for your mailing list, if you do, if you host a course, that company that hosts your course, who your e-commerce providers are, all of those different companies should have information on their websites and set up a chart. Look at your plugins, look at the heat map plugin if you use that, for example. That happens to collect a lot of data. So those companies have an obligation to tell you what data it's collecting and what's being done with it. So once you do that, you have to look at how it is being treated and then you just need to tell your audience that. So have a chart or have a list. Some websites I've been seeing doing separate pages with all of their third-party providers. Um, and then any data that you are individually collecting yourself, maybe not through a service provider, if you've developed any kind of applications or if you've created any plugins yourself, it's important to let your users know what data is being collected and what you're doing with it, who you're sharing with it. I know that this is a really 
hard topic. I know it often overwhelms people. I know it can feel really, really frustrating. But once you get that chart set, that data map and that data audit, even if you spend a couple hours on like a Tuesday afternoon, maybe you get like a really good cup of coffee or something to be more comfortable. It'll make your life so much easier because you can provide that information easily to your attorney who can help you and let you know whether or not the privacy that you've created is going to be good enough to comply with all the laws that are specific to you. I happen to know I have a bunch of friends and clients who have attended CES this year, and I happen to know that privacy is a huge hot topic there. Um, I know Google and Amazon and Facebook, they're rolling out new e-measures to help with privacy concerns. I found one thing really interesting that I read about. Google has a new feature where you could tell the assistant on any of your like Google minis or Google homes to forget what it heard. So it's obvious that these companies are starting to take privacy very seriously. Um, I predict that it is going to continue to be a really important topic for every online business owner this year. And in the future, it's really important that you stop ignoring it if you have or if you've sort of done a little bit of research, gotten overwhelmed, closed it down, talk to somebody who can help you. This is one of those great topics that's really smart to outsource trying to DIY because trying to DIY a good privacy policy or trying to DIY um, making sure that you're complying with all the various privacy laws can be really overwhelming and cannot potentially set you up for some issues if you're not. So my recommendation is to stop avoiding it, do a little bit of research. Uh, I'll drop some good articles in the show notes so that people can have an opportunity to look at some articles that I think are great. There's some nonprofit organizations out there, nonpartisan nonprofit organizations out there that do talk a lot about privacy. And I think instead of sort of running from this topic, embracing it is a good thing um, because once you get your arms around it, you won't need to think about it anymore. So I would love to hear uh, in the HQ what everybody is doing for their privacy compliance, whether you ignore it, you hate it, you're cool with it, you've begrudgingly accepted it, any of the above, um, and any good tools or tips that you've found, whether it's a great uh, cookie management uh, or if it's some kind of opt-in for the CCPA. I'd love to share those tools as well. So thank you so much for listening. For those of you who got through the whole thing, I am thoroughly impressed. You get a big sticker. Um, maybe Don will play some really funny music or give you something uh, at the end because I know this is a tough topic, but it's an important one. And unfortunately, you know, when we run businesses, these are just some of the things that we have to deal with. This is kind of like when my accountant talks to me about taxes. I dread it, but it's got to get done. So thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit the transitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.